I'm your host, JV, along with co-host, Britt Griffith. Welcome to the show, Britt. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, though, right? You know what I'm talking about. I hope those whispers weren't doing anything more than making you curious about why I was doing it, because... Um, I think we oh, probably. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think we all know why I was doing it, and we're gonna get get to all that in a minute. First, let's introduce our guest panelists. Of course, we have some bitch I know or L, depending on uh, what you prefer. Hi. Back on the program, great to see you here, L. Again, how are things yes. with you? Oh, they're good. They're very busy lately. Very so. busy. Busy is good. I see you posting like a a mad person on on Twitter. And uh, new to the new to the program is Brad or five times uh, August. What is with the name? Tell explain the name the the tag, Brad. Okay. <laughs> Real easy. <laughs> no, uh, five times August is my is my band name. I it, I started five times August when I was eighteen, and it's just stuck. It was kind of a cool thing to do at the time was to be a one-man band uh, with a band name. Uh-huh. And so it's just stuck over the years, and, and it's just based off my birthday, August 5th. I didn't want to promote my real name, which is Brad Schistemus. I thought it would be too hard to promote, so I, I was trying to think of a band name. So there you have it. Well, welcome to the program. Great to have you here. And I love the stuff you've got yeah, in the background there. One of the one of these programs that you're going to be on with us, you're going to have to go through and kind of outline all the things behind you because it looks like some really all my nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah, some, all my nerdy stuff. Yeah, some really cool stuff there. All right, so we have a lot to talk about tonight, and I want to get this one right out of the way. I got them one point nine trillion dollars relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. This week for child care, who gets to judge whether your vote counted after it's been cast better than most of you know it. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? I think that's the first honest thing he said in quite a while when he says what's happening because he truly doesn't know what's happening. But Brad, what the hell? Five times August. What the hell is that? What is that? <laughs> I, I want you, if we did this entire show whispering, staring, and not blinking, do you think that people would think it was Im- insanely strange <laughs> and that we were all out of our minds? I think so. Um, that's what I think. Um, I think everybody knows he's not all there. And some people are just sort of having to double down on, on some sort of denial. Um, it's insane. I have a series that I've been doing over the last, uh, since December, I think, where I make these little videos where I put uh, Neil, Neil Young's old man, uh, the song over a clip of him oh. acting senile. Yeah. And then I put in different words and text and i did that with this one uh yesterday where he's he's talking about his first girlfriend agnes and how she died in a jitterbug accident <laughs> that's awesome um l one of the things i get from when when he does that it's almost you know he it's it's creepy as all hell but at the same time it's almost as though he's being arrogant like you should know how great i am and he kind of like in a passive aggressive way he's leans in he starts with this this whisper thing as though you know what are you an idiot reporter you should know how great i am and the great things i've done uh yeah i agree with you on that i also i mean uh i lost my grandfather to alzheimer's in september of 2019 and a lot of this i mean 
I feel like this is a, a pretty dead horse we're beating here, but uh, at the same time, it, he showed a lot of the same signs, the whispering and the kind of aggressiveness and the anger and all of that. <laughs> you got that <laughs> ready to go. Um, yeah, and and the whispering is is kind of part of that and, and the lashing out, the angry, uh, you know, comments he makes towards the reporters and all. It, to me, it's all just kind of signs of the uh, increasing uh, cognitive decline of Joe Biden. Also, there's, you know, part of me kind of thinks that when he acts like a, you know, a little bit, um, I guess, pompous towards the press, I think he's trying to channel his inner, like, because it worked for Trump, you know, it worked for Trump a lot. And I think that there's part of him that's trying to emulate that a little bit, but he's not doing it well. And so instead, he's whispering just like this. And it gets really creepy really fast. He <laughs> really does. It's this, it's this passive aggressive uh, vibrato that he's trying to uh, trying to convey, mm. and he just it just doesn't come off the way I think it he thinks. It doesn't land. Yeah, no. it it doesn't at all. Um, I want we have a lot to talk about in this particular speech, but one thing I did notice uh, that the the day before when he gave the comments on the crime. Uh, uh, not Bill, but the approach that the administration is taking to com combat this increase in crime around the nation, he was far less coherent. He was a little more coherent in these infrastructure uh, comments that he made, but he did the creepy whisper thing, Britt. So which Biden are we going to get tomorrow? It's Is it going to be the creepy whisper Biden, or is it going to be the one who is so lost he can't string words together? Uh, I think we might get a little bit of both. Um, he's going to talk about the crime bill uh, and mumble his words, and then he's going to turn around and he's going to whisper sniff the nearest girl. <laughs> so um, I don't know. But, you know, we're all focused on the creepiness of it. I, I was listening to the words, and the words of what he was talking about are truly scary. Um, we're giving them $1.9 trillion. Hey, peasants, we're giving you stimulus checks. Be happy. Eat your cake. Never mind the fact that we're paying people not to work. We are literally paying people not to work, so they're not making widgets. So we are having a shortage of stuff. I was literally, I had to go get a part for my truck today, my Ford truck today. And when I went on the lot, it was like they were shutting down. There are no cars for sale because there's stuff not being made because no one's working. And it's not like the factory. Yeah, they have workers at the factory, but who makes the seats? Who makes the bolts that go to hold the seats down? Who, you know, makes the speakers that goes for, you know, there's all... We are paying people not to make stuff. I went to the I went to the grocery store last night. Had to get uh, dinner. I, we were looking for steaks. The selection was it was like half of the freezer or not the, the the meat freezer cooler area was empty because there's no meat because there's no one at the slaughterhouse cutting it up because they're sitting at home playing their video games collecting their stimmy from the federal government. And if we don't have people making products. We're not going to have stuff to spend our money on. So the stimulus check is freaking worthless because you can't eat it to sustain on it. And he's up there whispering condescendingly, we're giving you money, so shut up, you peasants, and just enjoy it. Now, screw you. I don't want your fucking money. I want people to go back to work so I can buy 50 cent 556 five, rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, no disagreement whatsoever. <laughs> However, there's another factor coming into play here with all of this. And uh, key inflation has just been reported to have shown the biggest year-over-year -year gain in nearly three decades. Now, I know that we keep bringing inflation up on the program. But every time it, they get a new series of numbers, the time frame at which it's a new record expands. You know, Now we're 30 years 
um, in the making here. This number is more significant than it has been in 30 years. A key inflation indicator that the Federal Reserve uses to set policy rose to 3.4% in May, which is the fastest increase since the early 1990s. That's according according to the uh, Commerce Department. How much of this, uh, Brad, do you think is, is related to what Britt just talked about, that people just aren't back at work making goods? Or how much is, is it that, uh, as Joe Biden said in that clip we just saw, it's a it's a it's a workers bargaining chip. Pay them more. Yeah, people don't want to work right now. It it's just it's just it's just that. I mean, who wants to go? You see it in the fast food, you know, uh, industry right now. They're they're not showing up for work, and you've been the company's putting a sign out on the on the drive through thing that's like, please be patient with us. And it's because they're getting a you know they're getting a check that pays more from the government uh, than than if they actually had shown up, and uh, that's that's just what's happening right now. I don't know, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. It's just crazy. I went into and with inflation. I mean, you go to the grocery store, you can see what's happening. I went to, I bought a um, uh, my local grocery store sometimes has uh, interesting fruits from around the world, and I bought a passion fruit uh the other day and the this there was no price sticker i just grabbed it because i had never had one before and she rang it up and it was six dollars for one wow and i was like holy crud yeah and grief this is kind of similar although not quite the same but i went to just buy a watermelon i mean a simple watermelon and good summer fruit fun to eat whatever the watermelon was ten dollars last year i think they were like I don't think I bought one last year because I don't think I went to the store much. But last time I remember buying was like four bucks and it was 10 bucks. Um, But here's what Joe Biden says about inflation. Talk of inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. No one's talking about it, L. It's going to pop up a little bit and go back down, kind of like his lucidity. (laughs) Um, Clever. Um, Sorry. I I think that uh, he again he's trying to emulate other people that have been more successful than him than him in the past. I think this is kind of you know how uh, Obama used to kind of brush aside things that were really uh, serious very casually, and I think he's trying to do the same thing here. But instead of it landing, it's uh, it just comes off as really dismissive. I mean, we're talking about. <clears throat> people who have been out of work for you know a year who are trying to just like scrape their lives back together generally speaking uh, are being told oh you know it's just gonna pop up just a little bit when literally every dollar counts you know at this point in time so uh, it's it's a very uh, casual kind of brushing it under the rug response to a very serious problem it so, is very serious and in, in in the midst of all these numbers that have been released by the commerce department another number that's very very important showed that personal income declined two percent in the preceding month two percent drop in personal income um that's a big number especially given uh, the fact that during the trump years personal incomes or the income of people uh increased more than it had in a very very long time and it's reversing its course now biden in this particular series of comments that he made was talking about the infrastructure deal we're going to get into some details about that but i found this this particular comment brit to be interesting we're in a race with china and the rest of the world for the 21st century they're not waiting they're investing tens of billions of dollars across the board. Tens of billions. 
Brit tens of billions, but yet the Biden proposal for infrastructure, if you use his definition of infrastructure, is thousands of billions, thousands of right. billions of dollars. Hey, Joe, <laughs> China's using our money. We're giving them our money to build their country up, Joe. Why don't you get some factories back like Trump was doing? And we can keep our money here <laughs> and China can go broke. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> China is going to run us over. And uh, Joe Biden, who's on the take, billions of dollars into the family coffers, into the friends coffers. Uh, all these all these billionaires and big tech companies wanting to get into China. Hollywood wanting to get into China. They all want that China money, which is our money. Basically, we funded China. Everything that China is today is because of America. Because our free trade assholes gave away all of our factories. Gave a, set up a system that made it more advantageous for capitalist, CE, capitalist CEOs to, who want to make more money for their shareholders to send their factories overseas. Our politicians set that up. Our politicians did that to us. And then those same politicians, if you really go deep into the white papers and Agenda 21 and Agenda 38 and the World uh, Economic Forum and all their stuff, they're all getting kickbacks from China and these factories that they sent over there. And what does China have? China plays illegally. They devaluate their money on purpose to make ours. There's a whole big thing going on that allows China then to go into South Africa or Africa in general and do the Silk Roads Initiative and put all these countries in debt to China. And then now they have influence over them. You do what we say, screw America, screw a liberty, a freedom-loving, liberty-protecting country and we're going to oppress you or we're going to come in and seize everything. And then we're going to put you all in Uyghur concentration camps. We're going to kill all of you because you're not from the proper part of China, which people, China has slavery, China executes people, and China is racist country. They don't like blacks. They won't even let them in certain stores. So, yeah, keep picking on America. Yeah. So when this infrastructure talk began, obviously Republicans and anybody with any real common sense pushed back on this idea of many, many trillions of dollars uh, being spent on uh, a definition of infrastructure that included things like free college and free preschool and free daycare and child and elder care and all these things that really just kind of stretch the definition of uh, infrastructure to the limits. And then a group of Republicans decided they wanted to work on a bipartisan basis with the Democrats and Biden. And uh, they came to what seems to be a deal in the last couple of days. But here's Biden uh, talking about it. But I'm getting to work with Congress right, right away on the other half of my economic agenda as well. The American Family Plan to finish the job on child care, education, the caring economy, clean energy tax cuts, clean energy and tax cuts for American families and much more. So, so it was a shell game all along. So basically, he got the Republicans to, to agree with the things that they would agree to. And the Republicans all along are thinking, well, that'll, that'll get rid of these other things that we don't want uh, to be considered infrastructure and have money spent on. But no, that's not how it's going to work. The way it's going to work is they're, the bipartisan bill will be the things that they all agree on. And then everything else will come around through reconciliation. Brad, it's a shell game. Yeah. Um, look, it's. I don't like it when you put the. I don't like it when you put the thing on me because I feel like I gotta say something. Um, uh, I am taking in uh, this from a a uh, an interesting perspective. I think uh, I don't know. There's just so much to process every day with uh, something new. 
Uh, I'm going to hand it over actually to Elle because while Britt was talking a minute ago, she raised her hand and I was like, what is she about to say? And you were about to say something. Oh, is that, uh, just about, I... it's about Agenda 21, basically. Uh, it's kind of a running joke on the show now where every time, <laughs> <laughs> every time something comes up, uh, because really at the end of the day, it does go back to Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. And uh, China is a good scapegoat. China is kind of the model that uh, the rest of the globalists want to emulate, but they're not really the be all end all of it at the end of the day it comes back to like uh the united nations the world economic forum the council on foreign relations uh and this just kind of general group of uh terrible people who are uh using uh, for, for example with the lockdown in in china uh, at the beginning of covid19 or so they say at the beginning of covid19 um you know china's like oh there's a virus we're gonna lock down uh oh wait the virus is gone and so that gave the world this uh, blueprint that was supposedly supposed to work. And so the rest of the world uh, in unison followed it. And uh, whether or not, you know, you think that was effective or not, it wasn't. And uh, there are still areas of the world that are still locked down following that model that China gave. And it was just basically, now China knows that anytime there's a new virus, anytime they raise the alarm about something, uh, they can do that again. And I mean, what kind of a world is it? What kind of a, like, to kill small business, to kill your economy in response to a virus, they know that we'll do that again. And that's, again, uh, to put put forth uh, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and uh, to enact the Great Reset. They've, the blueprint is there now. And uh, would, that, that's pretty much how it is. So, yeah. And, and also to your point about uh, sometimes uh, being on this show, they do kind of put you on the spot, but it's fun. <laughs> definitely, like the, the first time I came on the show, like I seriously, I was like, <laughs> I was not prepared. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Just, you know, it is fine. Take it it's, till you make it. It's a casual conversation. <laughs> if you don't have anything to say, that's perfectly fine too. So we don't mean to put you on the spot for sure. Well, no, oh, it's intense though. Oh, it's oh, intense, but oh, it's oh. fun. Yeah. And also, just be yourself and what you truly believe. Challenge. Challenge any one of us. This is about yeah. Americans mm -hmm. having the debate on what's going on and still liking each other at the end of the day. I don't care what you say five times, August. I will always love the music that you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. great. That's fantastic. All right. I've got another cut here that, that furthers this, this idea that Biden knew all along that this negotiation with the Republicans was going to be just, uh, you know, to try to get some patsies in the Republican Party. You know, we know the names, Romney, Murkowski, Collins, and then they were going to do the end run with the rest of it. I'm going to work closely with Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer to make sure that both move through the legislative process promptly and in tandem. Let me emphasize that. And in tandem. We need physical infrastructure, but we also need the human infrastructure as well. They were part of my overall plan. What we agreed on today is what we could agree on, the physical infrastructure. There was no agreement on the rest. We're going to have to do that through the budget process. Britt, he uses the word in tandem there. This word uh, is now being quoted by the Republicans who were duped into this deal as saying this is going to be the deal breaker. And this whole thing may crumble apart completely because this is not what they agreed to. Good. 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 It should all crumble <laughs> apart. Period. And, and, and these Republicans that fell for this are stupid and should be dealt with. And it, it, like they should be primary. They need to be gone. How they how they entered how in their mind they thought that they were going to work with Schumer and Pelosi and the uh, the Biden administration the people within his office they're not dealing with Biden they're dealing with the administration and the administration is what 
oh, it's all leftover Obama people uh, and uh, new woke kids coming out of the universities. So you're not going to get a fair shake. They're not going to be honest with you. They've proved it over and over again. And for you to think that you're going to walk in and go and do the classic, typical country club Republican, weak need, bend the knee, BS, and get what you want out of it, you're on crack. There is something seriously wrong with you. What they needed to do is they needed to gather up Laura Loomer and Marjorie Taylor Greene and arm them with as much armor as possible and send them in as the tip of the spear and say, no, Pelosi and Schumer, you're dealing with us. And this is the way it's going to be. And then what they should have done is taken the pin and put the contract on Pelosi's back and stuck it in her back. Oh like when God. they did that in Running Man. <laughs> uh Five times August, it just reminds me of Lucy and the football and Charlie Brown. The Republicans keep falling for the same tricks. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's over and over and over again. And I, you know, I was I was thinking about it from the, an entertainment perspective because you know that's my background. That's where I sort of come into things. I, I, and that maybe that's where the pressure comes from being on this show because I like to sit with my thoughts and then I write about them. And I make a song or something like that. So so to be put on the spot, I, I apologize. For my sh my shyness or my coyness, um, but I was thinking that the Republicans and, and and the right in general are are really good at taking what what the left is doing and and laughing at it culturally. You know, whatever it is, TikTok videos, right, and um, whatever art that's going on. Um, but we're not creating our own. We're not leading our own way in in that respect. Um, you know, one of the reasons my, my, my latest music video is, is completely TikTok videos. And I did that at, kind of as a, as a way and a hope of, of, of kind of crossing those, those lines a little bit, I guess. Uh, I kept seeing everybody, everybody tick, shares TikTok videos all the time of, of crazy left videos where they're singing about their love of Fauci and they're horrendously cringeworthy. Um, oh, those are terrible. And, and I thought, they're just awful and so i made an entire entire music video kind of calling them out on it saying like nobody cares what you're saying you're out of your mind the song's called out of your damn mind and um you know the idea is like look we need to start sort of crafting our own uh our our our, our own way of things you know culturally that's where i think that the win is um with with art and music and music uh music and movies um, so that's, that's kind of where my mind's at most of the time. Here's an interesting comment, L, and I, I, I've got a couple of theories because it seems like a bit of a slip and it could go be one of two ways. $49 billion for public transit. When I raised that before, some of you looked at me like, where have you been, Biden? You've been spending too much in China or something. I haven't been to China. Where you been, Biden? You've been spending too much in China or something. Now, that could be taken one of two ways the way I read it. One is that he's using kind of a racial slur. You know, back in the days, what, do you think I'm lost in China or something? Or mm -hmm. he let slip the fact that, uh, you know, he has these ties to China. Which of the two do you think it is or do you think it's a third? Um, I haven't seen that before, so uh, I don't really know. I'd have to, like get the full context of the clip but uh basically anytime he's starts deflecting on a topic it's almost a guarantee that uh that it's something that he's involved with or guilty of and i mean it's not like it's not like we sorry <clears throat> i'm trying to remind myself to speak slower and clearer because <laughs> i've been told that i just start rambling so it's not like we don't know that the bidens have extensive ch uh, ties in china so uh, 
as far as that goes, can can you play that clip again so I can hear the full thing again? Yeah, absolutely. Is that okay? Yep. yep. I want to try to internalize it more. $49 billion for public transit. When I raised that before, some of you looked at me like, where have you been, Biden? You've been spending too much in China or something. I haven't been to China. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's so, that's so weird. That's a weird offhand statement. I guess maybe is he talking about the fact that China is connected with speed rails or something? I don't know. That's very weird. Uh, the fact that he even feels the need to throw that in there is, is really weird uh, to me because that has, I mean, the only person who's bringing it up at that point is him. So right. I think it's probably just, yeah, just like deflection uh, of, of, you know, what we already kind of know, which is the Bidens love their Chinese money. So, And if there, if there was, <laughs> if there was any doubt um, as to, uh, you know, how this is going to proceed, a reporter asked Biden at the end of these series of remarks, uh, well, you can hear the question in this clip. Do you support then Speaker Pelosi's stated plan to hold the bipartisan deal in the House until the Senate also passes reconciliation? Do you support that sequencing on her part? Yes. Now, if you couldn't make out the question, Britt, she asks, do you support Speaker Pelosi's plan to hold the recon the uh, the bipartisan bill in the House until the Senate will also pass the reconciliation bill and then forward to the forward them together? So this whole tandem, whereas the bill that was negotiated will come and the one that's going to be rammed through through reconciliation will come at the same time. Do you support Nancy Pelosi's plan for that? And he says yes. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, that's that's the way they ram stuff through. The politicians have been doing this for years. They've always been very creative about how they get what they want to spend the money that they want on their situ uh, constituents or back home so they can keep getting reelected. Um, you know, again, Nancy Pelosi, we must pass it. Then we can know what's inside it, you know, with Obamacare and all that stuff. Okay, so I hate Nancy Pelosi. She's one of the most foul, uh, horrid human beings on this planet. Um, but she is cunning. And she knows how to work those rules because she's been there for 60 freaking years. This is why I believe in term limits of some sort. Um, but they are going to try and ram this through. I don't know if they're going to pull this off because there are, I mean, we're waking up. There, I'm seeing stories starting to pop up everywhere. People are waking up to this nonsense, and there are quite a few Democrats that are on the bubble. They're on the edge of, you know, for re-election and whatnot in the House and in the Senate and whatnot. So, you know, like the Joe Mansions of the world, there's more than just him now. That they're going to be like, well, I, I can't, I can't force this through. I can't do this. You know, Nancy Pelosi is going to come to him and say, hey, we're going to twist your arm, and you better do this, even if you do lose, because we don't care about you. Because you know, Nancy Pelosi's in a district with what's Democrat plus twenty-seven or something like that. She will never get voted out of office. So, um, of course, they're in cahoots together. This has been the plan all along. And let's be honest, Joe Biden has absolutely no clue what's going on. It's his administration. It's the people underneath pulling the strings. He's just going, yep, going to say what I'm going to say. I, I do have one observation, though. What is up with his eyes? They are <laughs> super big right now. I mean, they had him on the good shit for that press conference. I mean, the stuff that gets the, the, the winning horse across the line, you know, I mean, he was on the good stuff. Because the day um, before he wasn't, his eyes were little slits. Yeah. And you, yeah. know, you know how, and you know how, and I, we'll do this, Britt, and then I'll let you take it. But you know how uh, the government received and released the UFO report? today and i haven't had a chance to go through this yet um but i certainly will at some point well i think uh joe biden was doing some alien communications of his own here's a quick montage of what if you read between the lines what uh, you caught joe biden doing
excuse me. <laughs> this lips, this lip smacking thing that he does almost between every sentence. It's absolutely repulsive. Uh, five times August. Yeah, you take it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's gross. <laughs> I, 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 I love. I love poking at this guy because he is he is the quintessential crazy old kooky man. <laughs> and and the media won't make fun. Saturday Night Live hasn't touched him yet, I don't think. And like he has so much going for him. That's why I love poking <laughs> fun at him because he's just an insane like this whole thing. <laughs> like if you dissected if you dissected any one of his little mannerisms is his wide eyes that don't bleak blink if you his his leaning into you and, and whispering and telling you everything he's done and and then the lip smacking like if you gave those to any one old person that would make them a little kooky in their own way but he's got the whole package he's got all of and 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 the media is yeah. just doubling down and they just like agree like that, that oh no he's doing great th like he's all there for some reason like 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 at what point in the day are you going to get him? I think you're asking like yesterday he, he you know his eyes were intense yeah. you know and and they were he, you know he gets into this and then today you know it's it's super big and non-blinky and weird. I'm wondering if that's an hourly thing. You yeah. know like which hour are you going to get him on? I do want to mention one more thing and we don't we don't need to show the clip but at the end of those series of remarks uh, Vice President Harris had to come up to him and remind him to make some comments about the tragedy in Florida that was unfolding because he had forgotten about them. And I do want to take a minute and just say our hearts and prayers are out to all the folks who are still waiting for answers as to not only what's happened to their lo loved ones, but what happened in general. Uh, you know, it's not something we see in the United States at all. It's a third world problem, and it manifested itself in Florida in the last couple of days. And, and again, um, you know, love prayers and our hearts out to all the families who are affected by it. Britt, go ahead. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, get woke, go broke a little bit. So Major League Baseball Sunday night, ratings crash 49%. 49%. They're down because of all the woke crap that they're doing. So my question to you, L, we'll go to you on this one because, you know, we know you know everything about sports. But my question is more yeah. about business. Aren't, aren't these CEOs' jobs about avoiding politics and, and making their shareholders as much money as possible, making their franchises as profitable as possible? We have now a year's worth of proof that going left of the tracks or too far right of the tracks costs your company money. Will these CEOs pay a price for this? Will they lose their jobs or will they get the golden parachute? You know... This is my own opinion, and this is something that, you know, you might not agree with or you may agree with. It's fine uh, either way. In my opinion, I believe that over the next few years, while we have Biden in office, you know, well, hopefully, maybe that'll change, but um, if, if not, um, while we have uh, Democrats in office and while they're running the show, I think there might be a kind of a squeeze on um, what is politically uh you know presented in entertainment and whatnot uh just to try to normalize it to the point where people don't uh see past it anymore and i think that at this point you might have some ceos and uh, leaders of 
uh, industries. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's baseball and industry. I don't know. Big, <laughs> big sports. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But uh, you have, uh, they're, they're willing to take the hit now to uh, start kind of honing in on the culture war overall. And maybe, you know, that's just my opinion. It certainly doesn't have to be everybody's here, but that's kind of how I see it is that, um, you know, they're just trying so to make it unacceptable just making it unacceptable to have uh anything other than super uh left-leaning uh views i don't know all right so they're trying to make us this accepted so, so they're trying to break the right down jv looking at baseball looking at ratings you being a radio guy you understand ratings you understand you know decisions tack your business one way or the other will these ceos get punished for this for the math i mean how much money do you think are, are they losing right now it's, it's got to be in the hundreds of millions. Well, I, I, I can't tell you how much they're losing, but what I can tell you is they're affected by it. You know, again, we've talked about Coca-Cola on the program before. Coca-Cola has taken a major hit from their vocal position on the Georgia voting law. They've since backed off on this woke uh, positioning. However, I don't think corporately they've changed much. But they took, I don't remember what, know exactly what the figures were, but they took a significant hit to their top and then bottom lines because of that that woke positioning. We're watching MLB suffer the same thing. Uh, we know that the NBA has suffered that same thing. We also know that uh, the NFL has suffered the same thing. Now, Will it will will it mean that a uh, CEO will lose his job or her job? I don't know because you look at look at CNN. CNN is barely bringing enough viewers in to keep the lights on. Yet Zucker still has his job, and and he was just his term his uh, contract was just extended. So I'm not so sure these people making the decisions care. I would think eventually shareholders would. But um, I don't know how long that takes to work its way through the process. It's a bit baffling to me because, you know, if you if as a business person, you know, I obviously obviously have very strong conservative opinions. But when I owned my radio stations, I kept those to myself. I didn't you know, I'll do business with liberals. I'll do business with conservatives. I'll do business with anybody who wants to do business with me fairly. I don't need to judge you based on your politics, but that's not always the case in every business. So but I don't know. I don't know if they end up paying the piper or not. I hope they do. I hope they go down in flames and then, you know, it, it writes itself. I hope, I hope, I hope some bitch is wrong, but I think she's kind of right. They're really trying to just normalize this all. So we just accept it. Although I will note that the NBA did remove all black lives matter stuff from the courts and from the arenas. And they did do that. So, uh, Brad, see, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say, here's the thing about that though. Like what you're, what you're missing there is that they went, they they shifted the Overton window so like to the left with the Black Lives Matter stuff and so now when they took it away you see that as a victory but that's not a victory because they already did it it's just it's it's shifting back quote unquote they're removing the logos and all of that but the the shift has already happened we already know that that's True. there the thing that should have been done to, to begin with is that they they should have never been allowed to make those political statements but they did so that's not really a victory uh, if you get what i'm saying and the fact is what i was the, the whole point that i was trying to make with the M, with the mlb and the or is it mlb anyways you know what i mean yeah. the, the whole point of this is that um like they own these sports, the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, they own these sports. There is no comp competing league that's even anywhere close. So they don't really have to, you know, they can, their profits can eat it for a couple of years until it becomes normalized. And then people will come crawling back to it because that's going to be the, the, form of entertainment in that uh in that category so it's it's not really a victory when they take away something as atrocious as putting black lives matter logos that's not a victory that's all that's sorry that's my that's my point there sorry 
No, you were you. You know what? You talked very uh, coherently, and you didn't ramble, and you were spot on. Great. No, great point. No, actually, I didn't even think about it that way. So yeah. I'm going with that. So, so five times August. You can either comment on that, or you can comment on this. And I, it's just another another um, uh, 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 thing on voter ID. Um, you know, eighty uh, percent want voter ID now, um, and and I find that interesting. I mean, this is a uh, this is a was a was a, a Monmouth Mon, Monmouth poll, which is uh, more of a liberal polling agency, and uh, so one third says Biden won. Uh, one third of everybody say that Biden won uh, by fraudulent by voter fraud, but eighty percent of those people polled, which is like a thousand people or eight hundred and ten people, uh, want voter ID. Where do you fall on this voter ID thing? And do you think that the politicians are purposely ignoring? what the populace wants. Uh, that's what politicians do. <laughs> isn't, isn't it what they do? Um, I kind of, I was kind of intrigued by what Eldred was just talking about with, with the, the victory of pulling M MLB back. If I could step back to that for a moment, because that's an incredibly good point. The media does that all the time. They put a false narrative out there, a false story. And even if they retract it later, the damage is already done. And, and that's kind of what we're yeah. seeing with these, with these corporations. And, and uh, I've talked about this a lot with my brother on our own podcast because we grew up loving Disney. And you look at Disney as a company, the most middle-of-the-road, family-friendly company um, you know, of the last 50, 60, 70 years. And they're they they are alienating an entire half of their audience if not more and it and more and more those those die hard fans whether it's disney whether it's uh baseball whatever you're a die hard fan of they're they're coming after you you know it's getting harder and harder to to pick out a movie to watch these days because mm -hmm. of who's in it and who made it and who's behind that and you know um I think that that's more and more people are kind of waking up to that. But at the same time, we really have to make a stand as to what we're going to tolerate because we will keep going back to them. You know, we all know Facebook sucks. We all know Twitter sucks, but we keep, we stay there. You know, we, we get complacent in what our entertainment is and how we communicate with one another. And uh, I think that we really need to kind of figure out how to come together and say, quit doing that. You know, I, I overanalyze these these companies when like Skittles, for instance, is, has taken away uh, their colors this month for Pride Month. The white and power Skittles. <laughs> the, the white, yeah, the white power Skittles. <laughs> which was <laughs> incredibly <laughs> ironic. <laughs> incredibly <laughs> ironic. <laughs> but, but if you go to the grocery store, you know, their whole slogan for the month is only one rainbow matters during Pride. But right. if you go to the store, right. you'll see that's just a package. There, there are other packages. The rainbow's still there. I just tweeted about it a minute ago. And it's like, yeah. if, 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 if only one rainbow mattered, wouldn't you have done that to all of your yeah. packages? Exactly. Not just the one flavor, right. you know? And, and so you see this little half-hearted attempt through these companies to sort of jump on as if it's, you know, uh, as commercialized right. as Easter or Christmas or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And we keep You're seeing right. it over and over again. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny. You I'm bring done. that up. I have a, you're done. I'm done. Well, great job. Um, we're going to move on to New, Jer <laughs> New Jersey school board. 
I don't know why I've gone down this road of mental abilities. Uh, New Jersey school board slammed as uh, as arrogant and incompetent reverses decision to remove holiday names from calendar. So basically, this is about fighting back. I love this. We, we always kind of talk about it on the show, and I go back and forth with JV about how to fight back. And I'm a little more aggressive than JV, but I love this right here. The parents of this New Jersey school system decided to fight back by showing up and just badgering them in open, fair debate uh, at the board um, about their decision. They literally removed all names of the holidays from the calendar so that they would not offend anybody. And in an eight-to-one vote, they reversed it, uh, their original decision, because they got they took heat. So I'm going to go to you, JV, on this one. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to L on this one. L. Ooh, so the heat dangerous. that these parents brought yeah. is, is turning out to be effective. So how do we yes. harness this to guide people, to give them the 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 uh the ability the 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 courage to get up there and just go after these board members that we elected that work for us how do we harness that energy and keep it going i mean it's spreading but i I go faster well you know i mean on the one hand this is again kind of another thing as far as like like black lives matter with the nba uh the fact of the matter is that there are people in charge and in power in these boards that think that that's what people want uh where they want to remove holiday names so again it was reversed i guess that is a victory but the victory would have been never having those people in the first place so that's uh number one on my little rant list here um as far as standing up to it, I, I'm, I'm loving to see, loving seeing uh, these people standing up against these absolutely ridiculous, um, you know, school boards. Like you said, uh, most of the time they are elected. There are some times where they're not. Um, but at the end of the day, we saw that guy in uh, Loudoun County the other day in Virginia, which is the epicenter of this uh new woke educational system that we're seeing which is funded by bill gates i wrote a whole thing about it you can check it out on my website but anyways um in loudon county you had a a, 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 t- a prof- uh, sorry a parent uh arrested there uh just for expressing his dissent with how uh the people in charge of his child's education are behaving and that's just i mean that's horrific if you really think about it uh again at this point we're going to have to be willing people are going to have to be willing to get to be arrested and i think at this point you know just like the left does where they have their coalition of people to bail people out i mean you know maybe we should form our own little bail bail funds or whatnot because people are going to have to be willing to put their necks out there and get arrested for these things because that's the only way forward because otherwise if you're only gonna if you're gonna stay within the lines uh within what's acceptable i mean raising your voice at a a school board meeting should not be an arrestable offense but here we are so we've got to be willing to cross those lines uh so that's the liberals that are watching our show i'm going to say the the parent the the two arrested were fighting one guy (laughs) was fighting because someone got in his face and they had a little shoving match and that's why he got arrested the other guy, one guy did not fight. He stayed completely peaceful and told the officer he was not leaving. He has a right to speak. This is a public forum, and it's the the, the government's job to take the heat from the people. And they still arrested him. So uh, yep. one was a legit you know, cop's way overstepped. One was, you know, I'm sorry, if you put hands on somebody, there are consequences for that. JV, going to you, I'm switching subjects again. So there's a GOP, a GOP pollster out there, Paul Bernard, um, and he says in order for the GOP to win – Trump needs to go away. And in his summary, when he was talking, he says, uh, 
that that uh, that the loss of suburban women uh, under Trump because of his bombastic nature is what caused it. And then one of the things I highlight here said, indeed, one of the unfortunate legacies of the Trump administration is undermining faith for many partisan Republicans in all uh, government. Partisan Republicans in all government. So he's saying here, what I'm taking from what I'm taking from this is he's saying that Trump caused the Republicans to to lose faith in government agencies. So two things here, JV. Number one, he's saying that the loss of suburban women is because of Trump's bombasticness. So none of the lying from the media, none of the lying from Facebook, none of the manipulation from big tech, making sure that the suburban women only see the negative, negative, negative. The media never pointing out the good stuff that Trump did, and there was a lot. Um, that had nothing to do with it. And um, I forgot the other half, but who's, what do you think about that? I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Well, it's okay. You've made me lose my train of thought. So, Because I, I wanted to go back to some of these other things that you were talking about earlier. When you pointed out that you and I uh, sometimes disagree on how aggressive we should be in fighting back, I've never said that we shouldn't be aggressive in meetings in a very constructive way, even if it means yelling. You usually talk about using explosives. That's where I draw the line. At that point, I don't go that far. So let me just be clear about where our differences start. Yeah. Um, the other thing, when it, when we're talking about the school district that uh, that took all of the holidays off the calendar, that started as an argument over Columbus Day. They wanted to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day, and there was a bit of a, a, a protest to that. So they said, well, the hell with you parents. We'll just take them all off the calendar, and then you know everybody will be happy, or maybe nobody will be happy. Uh, so that's, that's such a childish response. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's the exact point because that's exactly what the school board did in Loudoun County uh, when the parents were there, basically giving them hell for what they were doing. They mm -hmm. ended the meeting and walked out, and that's when the other parent was arrested because then at that point he was he was said to have been trespassing because the public meeting was over. It's all a bunch of garbage. Those people on that school school board have the obligation to sit there and listen to the criticisms, no matter how harsh they are, as long as they're within respectful boundaries of the parents of the children who's who, who they're teaching based on their decisions. So the whole thing is just, I don't think, I don't think they have to be respectful. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I know, it, but I, I think there's got to be a certain amount of respect and in, in decorum. You know, I mean, that, that, those limitations are, you know, are pretty broad. However, yeah, you know, enough. you know, I, I don't, you know, yelling, swearing, whatever. But at the same time, um, you know, the, it's not that's illegal. No, it's not. And and that's and, those, and that school board uh, just didn't want to hear it, so they walked out, mm -hmm. and and that's what really created the problem because then the parents were were doubly angry because they weren't even allowed to be heard. That's not right. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the other exactly. thing you were talking about? I don't even know okay. the Wait, Trump thing. I... I got my track back. I got my track back. This pollster, Republican pollster, been around forever and a day. He's a rhino type pollster, but he's saying that Trump is the one that caused caused the Republican base to lose faith in the system. My point to that is is that is that no, Trump was not the cause. Trump is the symptom. Trump is. Is, is us getting fed up and we put him in there and he exposed it. The corrupt mm -hmm. system has always been there. He pulled the curtain back. Yeah, I don't understand the, the, the idea that Trump made the Republicans lose faith in the system. I don't understand that at all. Um, I think that's what many liberals think. I think that's what much of the Democrat media thinks. They like to talk this way. They like to point at Liz Cheney and say, see, see what happened to the Republicans under Trump? Well, she's the anomaly. <laughs> Not, not him. Right. Um, 
you know, I've never been a giant Trump fan, at least the, of the way he carries himself and his bombastic nature and his tweets. I have, Every time he tweeted during those four years, I'm like, Jesus, we just stop, please, just because it gives awesome. them am, am, ammunition. But at the same time, I was I was a bit uh, envious of the way he knew how to just push the right buttons to get the media kind of almost imploding on itself over some of these issues because they got so worked up over this. Meanwhile, he's off solving problems. He had a border under control. He had uh, Middle East peace breaking out everywhere. He had trade deals being renegotiated where the United States actually was the was the beneficiary of the new trade deals. He had NATO paying its fair share for the most part. I mean, there were real things that we saw real progress in while the media was busy arguing about nonsense. So, um, you know, that that may be brilliance or he may have stumbled into that just because he had the right personality. I'm not sure. I think if you notice every bombastic tweet that was really over the top he did, he did something major. It was like almost misdirection. Brad, because uh, we went down a track of many subjects, I will let you respond to whichever of those you would like. Okay, let's see here. No pressure. Uh, yeah, I hope you kept a list. Hope you have a yeah. list. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the first thing that came to mind a minute ago when you were talking about, we were talking about uh, removing holidays from the calendar. I'm like, who is making up these? Be- Nobody's upset that the word Christmas is on a piece of paper on a graph. Exactly. You know, or- yes. <laughs> like nobody. Who made that rule? And why are? How did it funnel all the way into our school system? And 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 that's the big conundrum that the big the big uh labyrinth that we're we've got to figure out is like at who is it like like all these uh these these interns at whatever media outlet that you want to be is just they just sort of pick a thing and then they put it through their their little uh their outlet whether it's uh buzzfeed or whatever and they pick a thing a narrative and then it goes and it shoots out there kind of like we were talking earlier once it's out there it's out there whether it gets pulled back or not, it's already fed the snowball. And and I think that's the thing that we've got to stop is is this this big snowball effect that's happened where now we all expect, oh, what's what's gonna be offensive today? Well, it's the words that are on the calendar, you know, and then then we all go, Oh, yeah, of course it is. That's ridiculous. But we all have to just sort of stop and go, Enough. No, we're not doing that yeah. anymore. Here's the thing. We have it so good in this country. We have it so good in this country that we can complain about words on a calendar that we can. That's how good we have it. Right. And we're going to train wreck our country to a point where we're going to understand what it's like to live down in Tijuana, Mexico, where your house is four walls of old garage doors and some plastic over for the roof. There's a whole community down there like that. We're going to understand what it's like to have the cartel roll through and wipe out 200 people in a village and then just dump the bodies on the Rio Grande to give the Border Patrol a message. If we let our country go too far, that's what we're going to experience. And you know, at that point, we're not really going to give a crap about abortion, transgender rights, uh, um, uh, uh, calendars, uh, school teaching, because we're not going to have any of it. We're going to be Mexico. All right. <laughs> uh, this is a great discussion. Uh, you know, I had I had a couple other things prepared here, but I, I actually want to throw a bit of a curb just based on, uh, you know, who our guest panelists are tonight. And I want to talk a little bit about now I want to talk a little about about something that L brought up earlier in the program, talking about uh, when COVID broke out in China. And I hope this doesn't get us a strike or whatever YouTube does to people like us. Sorry. But no, no <laughs> what I'm about to say, I'm worried about what, what I'm about to say. But um okay. 
in retrospect, one of the things that really bothered me about what was happening when COVID was breaking out in China is that, you know, the words coming from the WHO and from the Chinese Communist Party and, and filtering through our health professionals like Dr. Fauci were, you know, it's no big deal. It's not a big thing. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And then you'd see these leaked videos from China of, you know, massive uh, trucks driving down the street spraying you know disinfectant and and people in hazmat suits going in and arresting people and all this stuff so i've been trying to reconcile all of that sense that was propaganda well that's what i'm wondering Al. how much mm. of that how much of this was a setup and you touched on it and i'm anxious to hear a little all bit more it. about what you think about that all of it was a setup literally all of it um in my opinion of course, this is something that you can disagree with if you choose to. Uh, if you go back and watch some of those propaganda videos from the beginning, because as if, if you're not familiar with how uh, China's internet system works, with how it all works, they have what's known as the Great Firewall, which kind of keeps their internet separate from our internet. Uh, they spend a lot of their time on Weibo and all of that. But you had all of a sudden all of these random kind of breakthrough accounts that are all gone now uh, that were, uh, you know, dis or disconnected or, or shut down on, on Twitter and across different social media platforms that were posting these videos saying they were leaks, but not. And the likelihood of all of these different breakthroughs in the Great Firewall happening are uh, pretty slim to none. And they were happening very strategically and they were happening in very str strategic areas. You know, they're digging up the road. I, I, you know, at the time I was falling for it. But if you go back and you watch some of those videos, especially there's a few that were um, from within the city center there in Wuhan. Uh, there's just bodies laying all down the side of the road covered in sheets. But if you actually go back and watch it with a critical eye rather than with a, uh, you know, freaked out mind where we're, where we were, at, you know, in early uh, March, late February last year, uh, these people were homeless. These people, if you actually go back and watch slowly, there's like someone kicking their feet underneath their sheet, you know, just like trying to get comfortable. They were homeless people. And so a lot of this propaganda that was released was absolutely uh, like... Who's to say that those disinfectant trucks weren't like, we have that here. We have that literally in my city during the summer. They come and spray for bugs. Like, who's to say it wasn't something like that that was, you know, uh, that, that was uh, packaged and presented in some different way? I mean, literally, we're going off of the word of some anonymous Chinese account on Twitter and taking that and extrapolating what we want to and seeing what we want to out of it and and, and our, our the entire world's responding out of that and then uh, now I don't know if you saw like a couple of days ago it turns out that several key genetic sequences from early on in COVID were uh, deleted by the National Institute of Health at the direction of China and we just did that so uh, pretty much from the get-go, the whole thing was a setup. The whole thing was propaganda. All of those random videos were taken wildly out of context or were completely fabricated altogether. Uh, and who's to say, really, at the end of the day, uh, like, again, they, they, the virus came out, the virus came out at, at that time, uh, and then they said, we're going to lock down. This is, this is China's great duty. You know, we're going to, we're going to fix this. And so then they locked down and then we all, we've all seen the, the chart that just, you know, it's going up and up and up and then just plateaus. So again, they gave the blueprint 
which was a false blueprint to the rest of the world for how to move forward with the virus. And so now we have places like Ontario, Canada, where they're still locked down and, and like you can't even barely leave your house there because of what China did in January of 2020. Yep. That's how we're still responding in June of 2021. It's genius. It is absolutely genius how to get the entire first world to willingly destroy their economies, put their uh, citizens under these insane authoritarian regimes and have the citizens that live in those countries cheer for it and beg for more and <laughs> say that their government is not going far enough. It is sick. It is absolutely the most sick shit I've ever seen. Pardon my French. It, it's it's disgusting. And it all comes back to that propaganda. I would say all of it, literally all of it was propaganda. If you actually go back and watch it critically, which you can't, like I said, you can't find a lot of those accounts anymore because they all uh, mysteriously vanished, you know, after they served their purpose. So Brad, we know, we know that the virus, <laughs> we know that the virus is real, whether the reaction that this nation or other Western nations took or not was legitimate. I mean, that's a, a debate. We probably all fall pretty much on the same side of it. But just when you look at the fact that, as, as El just said, everything we were seeing coming out of China was likely propaganda. Uh, so what what can we conclude from that? Uh, was was is this a bioweapon? Is that what we conclude? Or you can talk about Christmas. Or you can talk about Christmas. I can't talk about Christmas again. No, look, I, I live in Texas, all right? I live in, in, in central Texas. And I like the way you I say feel Texas. like things I live in Texas. Uh, yeah. but I really like uh, that it's it's almost coming back to normal it feels like i mean early and it was disappointing because my when i would go to you know whatever my local grocery store um i was i was the rebellious one person not wearing my mask in the store and now uh you know as 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 the the science has shown that you can now take off your mask more and more people have taken off it is kind of disappointing to see texas fall in line uh, so much, but it is starting to feel a little bit uh, more normal. It feels like it's like uh, now like a 70, 75% back to normal when I go shopping or, or I go out. But what's interesting about it is you're talking about, you know, what we saw in China, what's happening in, in Canada. And I'm, I'm sitting here in Texas. I'm going, I don't know. I mean, we're going to baseball games here. You know, if, if, if it was, you know, that's been the whole inconsistent message the entire time is what's happening over here is, is really bad. Like you're talking about those, the, the uh, pictures that we saw early on where, where they're carrying out a dead body and it looks so effortless the way they're carrying this, this light body They're They're not holding it with any, like, you know, uh, uh, it, it's not. It just doesn't, it looks Probably. pretty easy for a yeah. dead body. There's like four people, right? And they're just carting them out and you're like, I have some questions about that picture. But, um, you know, since then it's been very inconsistent. Everything is, and, and that's sort of been my entire, my entire path with this thing is just going like, now wait, hold on. You know, like what's going on here? Cause, cause now at this point I'm going like, what, what is Canada doing? Why is Canada doing that? Like, look at Texas, look at Florida, look at these, these, just all you have to do is compare the, the heavily locked down states to the, to the non-lockdown states. Like, just, just compare and contrast. You'll see that it, it, 
the lock the heavily locked down stuff didn't do anything Brit, yeah, Brit. Um, so if 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 we if we look at that, look at this in that way, uh, we take that critical view of this. Was this, you know, was this an effort to bring the West to its knees? Was this an effort to just defeat yeah. Donald Trump, or was this an effort by China, Fauci, and other players to try to whip us in line and get us uh, into this uh, this new world order? This, uh, you know, U, uh, UN led. Uh, Okay. One world government. Where do you think this? Where do you? What do you think the motivation was? Okay, we're gonna go crazy town right now. Oh so the, they had to get they had to get Trump gone. Trump was exposing way too much. Trump was a stick in the mud. Trump was a, Trump was affecting their grift for their friends and family to keep getting richer and richer with government contracts and all the money that goes out and how that normally works. The endless wars, military military industrial complex, not being able to buy bombs, uh, big pharma getting hit with Trump's, uh, you know, favored nation on pricing so they can't gouge America anymore. Um, so they had to get rid of him, and they needed something. Now, if you look at China, the one scientist that they cannot find anymore, he was working on a vaccine before the virus escaped. And they have emails with all the, the FOIA requests from Fauci and the NAHSC, whatever the hell his division is, in emails, we can see it. This guy was working on a vaccine before it was released. The only reason you'd be working on a vaccine before it was released and not sharing it with anybody else is because you're making a bioweapon. Now, whether they released it on purpose or not, I don't know. It could have just escaped because they were screwing with it. And China is notoriously bad with their level three, level four, whatever, uh, biosuit stuff. So you have China. They either screwed up or they realized, shit, Trump's coming for us. Because I'm telling you, Trump was putting a hurting on him. Factories coming back. <clears throat> and not only factories coming back to America, Trump was smart enough to tank the TPP, uh, the tank the TPP uh, trade agreement that was going on. And he individually negotiated with each Asian country and got us, America, better deals with each individual Asian country. And then he went after China with the tariffs. So the factories were going, we're going to, we're going to go to Vietnam. We're going to go to Korea. We're going to go over here to the islands and we'll ship it in via that way because it's a better setup with the negotiations that we did with them. So they had to get rid of Trump, and the virus got loose. And then, of course, we always have the establishment grifters, the establishment Democrats and Republicans working together, the Uniparty, as we call it, working with the UN, wanting the one world order. So they were like, hey, let's capitalize yeah. on this. China, China does their little, their little dog and pony show with the fake dead people and welding people in and all that crap. The rest of the world jumps on that because their leaders, the the G7, all those G7 people that were there just what a couple of weeks ago that love the fact that we have a weak president because we're giving them cash again, they all got in on it because it's more power for them, and they're locking their people down. I swear to God, I never thought in a million years that in my lifetime I would say that Canada is going to become the next freaking uh, Hitler Germany, but they're on their way to it. They're literally using helicopters to look for illegal religious ceremonies so they can arrest people. That is Hitler-esque. That is brown shirt level shit. So, yes, this is all tied together. Uh, the, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, it's all together. The, Van, the, the, the Davos billionaires, which are all super liberal and uh, want to control everything, it's all tied together. And that's the problem. It's so big. It's complicated, and I'm sorry, but most of America, most of us in this America, we can't comprehend all this stuff. They're not like you, like the four of us that read all this stuff day in and day out. We are like Leo in the Matrix when he saw the Matrix for the first time and went, and then he he could see everything. He could fly. That's where we are. 
The vat, 90% of America is not there. They are still the ostriches with their heads in the ground. They don't want to know because it's scary. And they just want, as long as, as the government keeps giving them enough, keep them happy, the world's richest Isn't that will keep fascinating? doing their thing. Isn't it crazy? You'll, it's crazy how that works. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. <laughs> and you'll be happy. And that's where we're right. going. So it's all it's all tied together, JV. It's not a simple one division here. It's all tied. And it's not like they have to have the group Oompa Loompa meetings and, uh, you know, the the horns and the Flintstones, the the log. What were they? <laughs> the water yeah. buffaloes. They don't, have, they don't have to have the water buffaloes. They, they all look at each other with a wink and a nod. They all know what they're doing because they all read the same propaganda. Manifestos, Solinsky's rules, the Great Reset. The, they all read, they know what they got to do and they're playing their part because there is an elite class that thinks that they're in charge. A lot like royalty back before America became America was all the royalty, a class system. And that's what they want to go back to. Think, think uh, uh, the Hunger Games. You had the city inside the walls in the city, man. You ate like kings, you had orgies, you had big face, but everybody outside the wall lived like peasants and we were just scraping to get by and that's what they want. And why you didn't hit the button is beyond well, me. Well, I have it ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I had it ready to go. <laughs> Population three. <laughs> I got have to increase that by one, I think. <laughs> oh, maybe two. Oh, man. <laughs> That's great stuff. Uh, did anybody want to? Did anybody want to follow up, uh, Britt, on that? On any of those comments? I th I think he did really well with it. I think I think that the one thing that's important to remember is that uh, while. Uh, getting Trump out of office was a key element of it. It was also about bringing the entire first world to heal. So, I mean, granted, we're always going to look at things through a United States lens because that's what's most pertinent to us. But it is a lot bigger than just the U.S. and just Donald Trump. Uh, and again, like you're saying with with Canada, I don't know if I agree with the Nazi Germany uh, uh, <laughs> comparison, but I do agree with the fact that Trudeau, I mean, it, it's just it's a lot bigger than the u.s and it's a lot bigger than donald trump and it's a lot bigger than just the last four years and it will continue to be that way going forward the unfortunate thing is is that while they do try to bring about a global government uh and as we all well know that most governments are absolutely uh completely terrible and and very ineffective uh they're going to keep stumbling and and screwing up and being incompetent i mean th that's the one thing you have to remind yourself yes these people are evil and yes they have a lot they have a big head start on us this thing has been going on for generations but they also mess up all the time like all the time because they are also you know corrupt everyone's trying to scrape the money off the top everyone's trying to gain the power for themselves so the thing to do here is to find those weaknesses find the parts where they mess up to drive that wedge and to break the cabal apart so that's what i'm trying to do on my end and that's what we can all continue and you're to doing do. a good but job again, i read so, a lot of your reports well, i just want to clarify <laughs> i just want to clarify i don't think canada is hitler germany now i'm just saying with what they're doing the way they're going after religious people the way they're i mean there's that video jb we watched the other day where the cops literally kicked the door and punched the lady in the face and arrested her because they had one too many people in their party at the house. I mean, that is that's on that road, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's a it's authoritarian and it's terrible. 
So there's definitely so, that. So, so where in this whole scheme, and Brad, maybe you have an opinion on this, where in this whole scheme does this this sudden self-deprecation, this, this effort within our country and most of the Western world to split us apart internally, not coming from external forces, but we're doing it to ourselves. And we're, we're trying to uh, rewrite our history. We're trying to accentuate our flaws and, and ignore the good that we've done for the world throughout history. Where does that come from? Where does it come from? I don't know. I thought you were going to ask me what the what's the end goal with all this. Go with that's, that. That's my Go question. with that question then. Well, that's that's my question because like I, I look at like like Pride Month for example, and I'm like, look, you got every corporation acknowledging you. You've got uh, an entire month of acknowledgement now. Like, what what more are you needing for this? What's the end goal with with just that in in and of itself? And every one of these things, I'm I'm wondering that you know, with corporations killing themselves, go woke, go broke. Um, I don't know, you know, Britt, your your rant just now, just a minute ago. I'm I'm like just, I'm every day. I'm amazed at like when you put something out there that you feel so, it can really should should really connect with with somebody who's not really awake yet, you know, and and they just they just brush it off. I think we all have family members or friends that we you know just will brush it off or say you know when you bring up uh uh vaccine injuries or something they're just like no 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 you are insane and they don't even want to hear it and that is what i get caught up in i'm like where how married to this narrative are you that you can't even even entertain the question you won't even have the conversation at all uh, I, might have I don't know where the, what's that? I might have an answer for you. So okay. I have a, a Bernie Sanders girlfriend. I run in Hollywood, which is Bernie Sanders left. Our roommate is Bernie is black lives matter. Bernie Sanders left stickers on the car. I run in a super liberal uh, circle and I just keep my mouth shut and I listen to him. So Brad, they listen like my girlfriend. She listens to NPR when she's driving. It's the only place she gets her news from in the car. And when she comes home at night, she watches she watches ABC Nightly News with David Muir, and then whatever she sees on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. She doesn't do Twitter actually, Facebook and Instagram. So whatever she sees, that's her only source of news. Same thing for our roommate; that's her only source of news. Um, people that I that I talk to in uh, within the circle of friends, you know, they'll they'll watch us, they'll see a story on CNN, read it in the Washington Post, and then hear it on NPR, and they're like, "Well, I heard it three different places. This got to be true." They won't. They 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 will not get outside of their bubble of news like like we do. Like I I watch the left stuff. I read the left stuff, and I do the right stuff, and I do the middle mm -hmm. stuff because I want that full. And then I read, uh, you know, Elle's white papers that she writes, and I, I read think tank stuff, and I read I watch C-SPAN, and I read uh, subcommittee transcripts, so that I'm well rounded, which is why I see the Matrix, why it drives me nuts. Um, they don't right. do that. They literally don't. Yeah. Do, so they don't. They literally don't know. But but I'm 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 just like amazed because for for so long it was like collectively we all kind of understood like yeah you don't you don't really want to trust politicians you don't really want to trust everything you see on CD on, on TV on media and all of a sudden mm. this huge group of people are just like no why would they lie to us why would they do something bad there's no bad people on my side it's just it's just uh, mind blowing to to witness and I have very close people you know that that I am connected to that, that work for Facebook that are in, in that sort of group. 
and you and and I've seen how working for that company has changed them. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, I have a stepsister who is a Democrat. Does not watch a lick of news. Does not do anything about. Will not if it's if it comes up at family function, she will walk away. She doesn't want to know anything about anything political wise because it scares her and it's 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 scary. But yes, she votes in every election, goes in, pulls a straight Democrat ticket every time. But wants nothing to know about nothing. That's how they like them. That's what, <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely all right. So we sounds like a perfect Democrat to me. We've uh, <laughs> we've we've kept people a little long tonight. I appreciate everybody hanging in with us. Um, I do want to do yeah, one funny. one more quick thing. Um, I played the conspiracy junction thing with Britt a little a few minutes ago, and you notice, and L, you pointed out uh, it was uh, Population Three in Conspiracy Junction, and in that particular video, you know, obviously Britt's hard at work, and you see little Elvis peeking up there in a Bigfoot, and that's a three. But it turns out there's a lot more to Conspiracy Junction than just oh that. In fact, um, there must be a whole hidden chamber, a control center, if you will, because we just uncovered this this video. Uh, I, you know, JV, I am. I am floored that they went through all this work to um, install him as our president, and they couldn't pick someone better. We're safe on Mars. He's got a lot of fans, it turns out. Britt has a lot of fans that get very excited when he speaks. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so i don't know i don't know who picked out the uniforms for all those f folks brit but uh good for you i didn't realize you had such a support system yes they, like they all style. have to they all have to wear the uniforms so i know who they are <laughs> <laughs> anyway so five times august tell people where they how they can follow you it's on the screen there i know but where people can find your work and uh you know what you're up to and anything else you want to tell them yeah, sure. So my real name is Brad Skistimus, singer-songwriter from Dallas, Texas. FiveTimesAugust.com is my website. I'm on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Gab, uh, signed up for Locals. Uh, I'm on all that stuff. And you can find my music on Apple Music and uh, Spotify, Amazon, all that, all that stuff. Awesome. Elle, <laughs> is your website uh, running along now or is it still in progress? Uh, well, no, it, it, it's, it's up. We're trying to uh, finish a few things. But yeah, no, it's up. I actually, uh, two days ago, I published a uh, exclusive report about some uh, leftist infiltrators on January 6th. So you can go check that out. It's at www.somebitchtoldme.com. Don't let the name fool you. I mean business. I am on Twitter as at L hates you a lot. I am on Gab as at some bitch I know. I've been banned from so many things so many times. I'm kind of all over the place, but find me on one. You can find me on all of them. And uh, I've been hanging out with JV and Britt for the last couple of weeks. So hopefully I'll be back. And we, <laughs> Britt texted me earlier and reminded me about the show. I, I honestly, I guess I had like oh verbally God. committed I was like, I guess we're doing this. I was like, what? I'm about to I take a nap. I was like, I guess I got to get up. <laughs> well, well, we appreciate you being here. Um, and and you too, Brad. Look forward to having you both back. Uh, Britt, anything else we got to yeah, tell folks fun. before we let well, him go? I, I do I do want to say, Brad's, I found Brad by his political music, his satire music. It's hilarious, but he also has other good regular music, I guess you could call it. Um, so definitely go listen to his stuff and give him some support. Uh, I read everything that uh, uh, L uh, writes, and it's it's super informative. It's super well researched. It is worth your time to read. I know most of us want you know quick, easy stuff to read. She doesn't do that. She writes do deep, that. <laughs> deep stuff Sorry. with lots of information, 
which is why I can ramble like I do. Uh, but also, please make sure you smash the like button. It does help. Uh, you know, we got 60-something people in chat right now and only 33 likes. 34 now because I just did it because I almost forgot. So please push punch the like button. We are on all the podcast platforms. We are on Rumble as backup. We are on uh, Twitch. Did we live stream Twitch today? Yeah, we're on Twitch today for the second time. Oh, yep. Awesome. We're on Twitch. Um, you can find us anywhere and everywhere. And again, if you have any suggestions, what's our email, JV? Uh, well, we've got a couple. I guess the one that we would use uh, for folks submitting stuff, comments, questions is viewermail at independencegang.com. And also... Feel free to go to our Facebook page, leave comments there. That's also lovely. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. We'll look forward to seeing you next, uh, what, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Sunday. Yes, Sunday we have thank a show. You. I knew you'd get there eventually. We'll see you, all, see you all Sunday night. Again, thanks for being here. Cheers.